Welcome to It's Your Turn. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and no matter how exhausted, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed you are, there is hope. You can start exactly where you are. There's nothing wrong with you. In fact, you're ready for it to be your turn or you wouldn't be here. You know, we hear words like vitality and confidence and empowerment and transformation, but what do they really mean? What do they look like in the practical aspects of our life? In the It's Your Turn podcast, we explore, learn, and put into practice practical tools and wise concepts for transformation. This is real life change, not platitudes. It's the intersection of the practical and the aspirational. It's your turn to make decisions that are aligned with exactly what you want. And if you've lost connection to what you want, that's okay, we'll reconnect it. You'll learn how to shift out of self-sabotaging patterns and tap in to the clarity, confidence, and vitality that you may feel like has been lost forever. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat of your life and embrace the power that is within you. So let's get to it. All right, what does success mean to you? Uh, and I asked that question from both the perspective of like the specific things you want to experience success in. And then I want you to go deeper with that. And you may need to, you know, wait until after the episode and then do some journaling around this or take some notes or voice record some things. Um, but I want also want you to define what it really looks like. So for instance, do you want more success in your career or business? So I'm an entrepreneur right now. I spent many years with a career in real estate, which is kind of entrepreneurial related, but I was an employee of the real estate companies that I worked for and I managed the office or I was a regional president for a region. I had leadership roles. So it my roles there operated much more like a traditional career. Uh, and now, of course, I'm an entrepreneur with my online coaching business. Before getting into real estate, I was an entrepreneur uh, as a franchisee of Domino's Pizza. So I've had a pizza business as well. So it doesn't matter which it is for you, where you find yourself. You could have your you know, first job out of college. You could be a career corporate person. You could be a serial entrepreneur. It doesn't matter what it is. But whatever that is in your work life, do you want to have more success there? And if you say yes, then that's where we want to follow through them with that second question of, okay, so what do I really want? It's very hard for us to actually experience success and allow ourselves to experience success when we haven't identified it, because here's what happens. This is not about like a goal setting session and how to reach your goals, but what it is about is that we actually dismiss our success more often than not. And so what happens is we get the promotion or we ask to be put on the project or you know whatever the thing is that we want in our career, 
or we launch the new product or we start the new service or we pivot or we start the business altogether, whatever it is, entrepreneurially. And then as soon as that happens, instead of really stopping to acknowledge for ourselves and maybe for others, if there's a team involved or something where other people are involved, but we're just going to talk about it for ourselves right now. Instead of stopping to really congratulate ourselves, to celebrate, to really acknowledge that success, what happens in the mind for most of us is we just move on to the next thing. Okay, so I got that promotion. Okay, well, now I've got to worry about, you know, succeeding in this project or whatever new things are assigned to me because I got the promotion or now I've got to worry about the launch being, you know, a success financially or that all the pieces come to you. And we just, we skip over the success we had because we've moved on to something else. And what that leaves us feeling like is that we sort of never make it. There's, it's a, It feels more like a carrot on a stick out in front of us that we never get to. But the truth is you've had a whole bunch of successes that have gotten you to wherever you are today. I don't care you know, where you're at in your work slash career business trajectory. You have had success, you got hired, right? But we don't think about that as a success. Now, when we're looking for jobs and interviewing, if I were to ask you then, you might say that the success you want is to get the job. But once you get the job, we rarely do much to, you know, maybe we celebrate and go out to dinner or something, but like in our minds to really anchor that in as a win as and as a success, because what we do is we move on to, oh my gosh, like the nervousness now of having a new job and, you know, the responsibilities and all the new people and all the unfamiliar things. And what do I need to learn? Da, 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 and we move right into that. So same thing happens with an issue like your love life. Let's go to the, another um, sort of end of the spectrum where we might think about things on a more emotional plane there than the really hard, tangible things that career and business can bring. But you can articulate what you want in your love life. Maybe you want to um, either, whether you're dating and looking for a relationship or already in one, uh, to have communication, you know, that is really what I, when I use the word communication, what I mean is <laughs> that both people are actually listening to each other, you know, really hearing what the other one is saying. They may not agree, but they can, you know, sort of mirror back to you or through their own comments, you know, they've heard what they you've said. And even if they disagree, that's okay because you feel heard. We can all take, you know, people who don't agree with us, but what we can't take is not being heard. When we're not heard, in a, it has a very uh, corrosive effect on a relationship. So maybe there's something around communication, or maybe you guys just both get super defensive and it blows up in a fight. So maybe before you even get to sort of that whole being heard thing, we've got to figure out what is triggering all that defensiveness so that you can sort of neutralize that and then be able to enter a conversation on that topic without all that defensiveness. 
Now, one of the things in romantic relationships that we, in all relationships, but we're talking about romantic right now, that we tend to do is we tend to think, well, I just need my partner to stop doing that thing that triggers me or makes me defensive. And then no problem, <laughs> you know, I won't be defensive. And that is never a healthy way to look at it, okay? So we always want to be responsible for our own defensiveness, our own reactions to our partner. Now, that doesn't mean we won't ask for a boundary or something, but but not a not a something that is trying to be controlling that is masked in the language of a boundary. And there's a lot of nuances there that I can't really address in a podcast. So if you have questions about that, please reach out to me. I mean, maybe we end up doing a whole podcast on your love life. But anyway, today we're talking about success. Um, so be sure and email me. There's a link for my email in the show notes or hop on over to Instagram and DM me. Brenda Florida Coach is who I am on Instagram. If you don't follow me there, I hope you do. Um, if you hop over there, you know, follow me, Brenda Florida Coach, and and ask me a question around that for your situation if you need some um, distinctions there. But a boundary... If I say, oh, let's see, if I get triggered when my partner, whatever, criticizes my cooking, <laughs> I don't know, um, then the solution isn't I need to set a boundary so my partner doesn't criticize my cooking, right? So I'm going to go to my partner and say, hey, I don't like it when you criticize my cooking. I have this new boundary. Don't do that. That's not a boundary. That's trying to control your partner. <laughs> they have a right to like or not like your cooking and voice that, you know, to you. What we need to do in that situation is find out why are you so sensitive about it? Because we don't get defensive about something unless we're trying to protect ourselves from something um, that is probably by and large something that is subconscious and so what we want to do is get you more secure in your cooking so that when your partner says, mm, didn't love dinner, you can not be triggered and actually have a conversation that is this back and forth, not just two people shouting at each other or two people criticizing each other or whatever of, okay, tell me why, what was it about? Was there a seasoning I used? Was there, you know, whatever that you didn't like about it because maybe then I'll adjust something or maybe I won't make this when you're home or, you know, whatever, but I'm not feeling personally attacked by that. Now, an appropriate boundary would be if your spouse is criticizing your cooking and they're cursing at you and yelling and screaming at you, then the boundary is you don't get to curse at me and yell and scream at me. But it's not really about the topic of whether or not, you know, it's cooking or how you do anything right? We, the boundary is I'm not going to let you scream at me and be verbally abusive. So what? that's why it's not enough to say, oh, I like if you're dating, I want to find this, you know, ideal partner. Or if you're in a relationship already, I want to, you know, sort of up level and improve my relationship. That would mean, you know, that would be success to me. I want to have success in my romantic relationship isn't enough. We have to know what is that about? What does that actually look like to you? 
and then you know bring it down to just all relationships but your romantic relationship uh it always has dynamics in it that other relationships don't like your friendships or relationship with original family or if you have kids your relationship with them whatever all your other relationships are all quite different from your romantic relationship I probably don't have to say that because you all know that uh and so looking at those relationships what what does success look like there and maybe you're experiencing it like I feel so successful in my relationships with my friends and my adult children and their spouses and my grandchildren, right? My relationships, I don't happen to have a love life. So success to me there would be to meet somebody that was really a good match for me and would be a great partner for me and me for the, for him. So that would be success for me in my love life. Now I could break that down into, you know, what makes them, and I, I have like, what makes this person a good partner to me and what, you know, what is it that I'm looking for out of the relationship to receive? What do I want to give? All those things, because the specifics will help us know when we get there so that we can say, like, especially if you're like me and you're in the dating world, it's like, oh, okay. So I feel like we have success in this area, this area, and that area. And I'm super happy about that. But here's an area that I don't feel like we're having success over. And I still, you know, I want to work on that. Or does that just mean this person isn't a good fit for me? So same thing with our other relationships. It's just the criteria and the things you're going to identify are probably a little bit different. Maybe you want to have more success in your love life with yourself, right? So many of us have come out of a history of people pleasing. And when we are in the habits and the patterns of people pleasing and we're putting others ahead of ourselves on a regular basis and we're over-functioning for others, we're feeling all their feelings, we're protecting them, we're worried about what they think about us or, you know, all those things, we can't have the time and energy and effort for self-love because we've made everyone else more important than we are. So success may be for you in self-love to even just to start to understand it. I know one of the my favorite testimonials from a client was when she said, working with me really taught her how to love herself. And that was not something that we addressed super specifically head on. Like she didn't go into coaching saying, I want to learn to love myself. Loving herself was the byproduct of the other things that brought her into coaching. Um, but I loved it when uh, that's what she how she described it. Because when we are loving ourselves, so many other things will fall into place because we won't let somebody um, violate a boundary or be you know, emotionally or verbally abusive or uh, unkind and things like that, because we're standing up for ourselves because we love ourselves too much not to. We ask for the promotion or we do the thing in our business because we love ourselves too much not to. So self-love sort of, you know, has a lot of tentacles on it that will cover a lot of parts of our lives. And then I also think pleasure is an area that a lot of us need to look at having more success in. Some of you may know I'm a huge Francophile. I love France. I love, you know, all parts of France, but especially probably I'll say Paris. And I read lots of books about Paris, about France, about people who, you know, lived in 
went from the United States or some other country and moved to Paris or, you know, somewhere in France and what that was like. And, uh, and one of the things that, you know, everybody writes about with the French culture is their uh, willingness, their priority on pleasure, small pleasures, big pleasures, you know, sexual pleasure, all the pleasures. Okay. So even if it's, taking an hour and a half for lunch, which, you know, in the United States is almost unheard of. Most of us are eating, and I've gotten guilty of it too, eating at our desks, especially when we work at, well, I don't know if I should say, especially whether we work at home or work in an office. When I worked in an office, I was really great about taking a lunch hour. Once I started working from home, I, frankly, I suck at it. Uh, and I'm terrible about eating at my desk. So don't follow what I'm doing on that. Um, but so even to take that time for lunch and say, yeah, I'm just going to allow myself this break in the day and I'm going to have pleasure with what I'm eating. I don't care if I'm eating yogurt and granola. You know, it doesn't have to be a perfectly roasted chicken like we would all get if we were at a cafe in Paris. Um, but whatever it is that you're allowing yourself those small pleasures, small and large, you know, which includes, like I said, your sex life. It includes um, even things like vacation and stuff that start to bring us then into the concept of lifestyle. What is, how do I see success? What does success look like in my lifestyle as a whole? Am I going on vacation? And am I spending time with friends? Am I taking time in solitude? Am I you know, taking care of my health, my well-being, you know, all those things that are wrapped up in self-love and my tending to my relationships. What does it look like when I'm being successful in my lifestyle? Now, here's what I don't want to have happen because I can hear it already. I just think I heard it in my own head. Um, I do not want these questions to drive you into some sort of perfectionist frenzy where you start thinking about all the ways you're not successful in these and you're lacking in your career, or your business or your love life or your relationships or self-love or pleasure or lifestyle. I'm just not doing enough and I'm not good enough at any of it and I'm failing at all of it and da-da-da-da, okay? That is not what this podcast is for. It is not what I am for. It is not what I am about. But I am about inquiry, you know, like looking with love into our own lives the way you can look at somebody else and go, oh my gosh, I wish she could just give herself a break. Or I wish she would just, you know, take a day off and just let herself relax. I wish she would stop with the incessant inner critical thoughts, you know, and comments. Um, all the things that we can look at another person and want for them. And we're not judging them for it. And we're not browbeating them when we're not thinking they're not good enough. You know, there's a big difference between I want to get more in some area of my life, you know, more in my career, more in my love life, more in my relationships, more in my self-love, more in my pleasure, more in my lifestyle. And I'm not good enough where I am. Those two things do not have to go together. Okay. I can want more and have no judgment towards myself that where I am right now is not good enough. So if that's a challenge for you, you gotta, we gotta go there first, you know, because if you look at nature, when a rose bush, let's say, has 10 blooms on it, I don't know, I'm making this up as I go, um, 
and then it has 12 on it, you know, you go out another day and some more have blossomed and it's like, oh, wow, now we have more roses. You're not thinking, wow, yesterday was a big disappointment. I don't know why that rose bush only had 10 blooms on it. You know, it's not a criticism to love the more. And I'm getting, if you're listening to this in real time, which is towards the end of January, I'm getting ready to launch a new program. I'm calling more, or I haven't come up with the name entirely, but more or how to get more or something like something about more because there's a terrible cultural pressure around a lot of the dynamics around that word more. And of course, what I am not talking about is being an entitled asshole, okay? We don't need any more of those. And so because probably everyone listening to this podcast does not want to be an entitled asshole because people who follow me are not entitled assholes, um, there can be that sort of polarized thinking of, well, if I if I want more, I mean, I are, I already have it pretty good. You know, I maybe I have a good job. I've got good relationships. I do get to go on vacation. I, you know, whatever. So I like so many people have it so much worse off. I must be an entitled asshole. Uh, otherwise, I would be happy with what I have. So none of that is the equation. Okay. Wanting more is totally natural. The way that every palm tree out my window is growing. There is going to be more of that palm tree six months from now. You know, more of the grass in your yard every day, even when you cut it. Well, not for those of you who live in freezing weather, it goes dormant, right? But then as soon as that cold weather is over and spring comes, more grass and more weeds and more, you know, more, more. And we're not thinking when we look at nature, what is wrong with that palm tree? Why can't it just be happy being as tall as it is? I mean, it's, look at it, it's already huge. Why does it have to be more? We're not thinking that way. We think when we look at nature, we think, oh, well, it's just natural. It's just doing its thing. And what I want you to get out of today's episode more <laughs> than anything is that your desire for success, your desire for more or even if you're not ready to own that it's a desire, your inkling that you might want it <laughs> is perfectly natural. It's perfectly delightful. It's what you were made for. My palm trees were not made for their growth to be stunted where they are. And that's what happens to us in our lives. If we don't keep going for the more that we want in our lives, then we will wind up stunting our growth as a, a unfortunate side effect of that, right? It's like just shutting ourselves down from that. Now, we get to points, whether they last forever or they last for a while, where we're just happy where we are. I, I don't want a promotion. I don't need to launch anything new in my business. I don't need to pivot. I don't need to, you know, my love life is going great. You know, I'm loving on myself. Like I'm, I'm just happy where I am. And then time will elapse and something will usually spark that desire for something more. We'll see something, we'll think of something, we'll read about something. 
and it'll be like, ooh, la la, I think I want to do that. Or I would love to, you know, have that, or I would love to experience that or whatever. So it's okay. We're not being relentless on ourselves. We're not pushing ourselves. We're not driving ourselves. What we're doing is allowing. We're allowing whatever more wants to show up in our lives to happen to say, yes, more, I see you, I want to understand you, and we're going to go get you what you want, you know, and not have any conflict internally that doing that makes me an entitled asshole or whatever your language of that would be. So I would love to know if this makes sense, this concept of wanting success, wanting more, and that does not mean I'm unhappy where I'm at. I mean, I may be unhappy where I'm at, but it doesn't mean I'm complaining. It doesn't mean I'm not grateful for what I have. It doesn't mean, you know, any of that, that anything's wrong. It just means you want more and that's okay. So let me know what you think about that. Again, drop it in the comments, wherever you're seeing, listening uh, to this podcast email me brenda at brendaflorida.com or it's in the show notes. Go over to Instagram and DM me Brenda Florida coach, um, YouTube, drop it in the comments, you know, where, wherever you're getting this and let me know, does this resonate the concept of more? And do you have any sort of internal conflicts around it? Cause I would love to know about that. We can kind of break that down in another episode of it's your turn because it is your turn for all the more and all the success and all the things that you want. We shortchange ourselves way more than we um, like move forward and then don't get what we want. I mean, sure. We don't, you know, the universe isn't like a candy store where once we go in, we just get everything we want, you know, shit happens to all of us. Um, but sort of along those lines of, I want to be the person who is on her deathbed with the stories and not the regrets. We don't regret going for more, even if we don't always make it because we went for it. And so that's what it's about. It's about allowing ourselves to grow in that very natural way. So I love you and I will see you in the next episode of It's Your Turn. Thank you for joining me for this episode of It's Your Turn. I've got resources and links in the show notes for you, but here's what's more fun. DM me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach and let me know you listened to today's episode. I'd love to connect with you. And then share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it because I know you know somebody who needs to hear it. And I'll see you in the next episode of It's Your Turn.